Hello and welcome to Adulting Anonymous. My name is Kutai, your host, and welcome to the pod. Um, today is not a normal episode. We are addressing Zimbabwean Lives Matter. If you don't know and if you've been living under a rock, Zimbabwe is again in the spotlight and the hashtag Zimbabwean Lives Matter is all over social media and unfortunately for some prevalent in their everyday lives. Um, today I am joined by a prominent human rights lawyer who was also the young human rights lawyer of the year in Zimbabwe for the year 2019. He goes by the name of Paidamoyo Brian Saurombe and he is just here to in, educate us, to inform us of what's happening in Zim at the moment. He is one of the lawyers that represented the women who were arrested last week, but we'll also get into that as we progress further into the episode. So without any further ado, welcome Paidamoyo Brown Sarobe. How are you, sir? I'm I'm doing well, Miss Kuzai. How are you doing yourself that side? I am well, I'm well. Um very, very sad that we have to catch up on these terms. But what's going on on the side, on the other side of the Limpopo? Uh, well, um, there, are, there are a couple of things that's happening. But uh, mainly what I should point out is that currently, uh, as you'd have noted, there is a current trend, uh, hashtag Zimbabwean lives matters. And where is this all coming up, uh, out from? Uh, as you would notice that Zimbabwe is undergoing through some political challenges um, mm. which have been necessitated or which has pretty much come out because of the whole COVID pandemic. The government has instituted some measures uh, to keep the, the COVID pan- pandemic, but at the same time, these measures, some of them have become quite arbitrary. They've become quite targeted mm. to societies. they become quite targeted to activists and uh, people who have been active in our society. And uh, through some of these um, measures, one thing that pretty much came out was that there is a lot of corruption in government. Um, there is what we are now calling a drugs gate in Zimbabwe, where close to 60 million US dollars was stolen. And uh, people planned to protest and to put government to account on the money that was stolen. Mm. And because of this protest... And this was on the 31st of July. This was on the 31st of July. That's the date that the protests were targeted to to kick off. But unfortunately, the government reacted in uh, quite a harsh manner to the protests. And a lot of people ended up being arrested. The main uh, people who were arrested being a prominent journalist, Opal Chimono, and uh, also opposition lawyer, uh, politician who had called for the protest, Mr. Jacob Ngarifume, who are both still currently uh, in remand prison. So this is basically what's currently happening in Zimbabwe. And people have now said, you know what? The international world needs to know about this. Neighboring countries need to know about it. And South Africans actually started it off. And the hashtag is now trending all over the world with close to a million tweets where people are saying Zimbabwean lives matters. You cannot just be beating up and people, I, people. 
That's true. That's true. It's unfortunate that this has to happen. And I'm, am I correct? Can we just also address the fact that tweets and keyboard warriors matter? Because in as much as people may be protesting and marching, it's important to get the message out there. And in a country like Zimbabwe, where anyone can switch off the internet at any time, you need the voices outside. Like you said, the trend started in South Africa and we need the world to know what's going on. And the only way we can do this, I guess we are blessed or privileged to have the gift or the, the, the blessing of internet and how information can freely and easily be um, be distributed. Are you then affirming as keyboard warriors that we should continue <laughs> to, to, to tweet on, to spread the word, to share the story of Zimbabweans and their current reality? Yes, uh, pretty much so. What I'm... Um... What's currently happening in the country is that because the, the protests themselves have been shut off by the government, the people have then decided to take it onto social media. And as you'd have noticed, that quite prominent people uh, have taken up, prominent people in South Africa, for example, have taken up uh, the, 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 the hashtag protest and it's, and, it's, and it's trending. But not only in Zimbabwe, but also in the world, you will find your artists, your Morgan Heritage, your actors, your Ice Cube. Mm. You'll find even people like Beyonce. Mm. They, they, they have reacted to the tweets just uh, this afternoon. Mm. I was checking the United Nations Secretary General himself has reacted. So, mm. indeed. Esma Kushela, yeah. Yeah. He did. That's true. Esma Kushela, South Africa, they, they have reacted and measures are now being taken to actually normalize the situation here. Okay, that's 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 important. So I, I guess that closes that. Now, you mentioned that um, the government has tried to threaten people who attempt to protest. As a human rights lawyer, what does the Constitution say about a citizen's right to march? And basically, I, I read an article earlier this week that was saying they are trying to sign in some type of law that deems any sort of protest, I guess, against the ruling party to be illegal. Does Is that in contravention of our law or is that allowed? Um, the, the Constitution of Zimbabwe is quite clear uh, when, it comes to, when it comes to protesting. In particular, Section 59 of the Constitution gives everyone the right to protest as long as it's being done uh, in a peaceful manner. So the, mm. the constitution is quite clear. It is a basic human right that people should demonstrate and uh, they should protest in a peaceful in a peaceful manner. But in terms of then the reaction or the banning of such things by the government, it then goes against the spirit and the and the letter of the constitution. And uh, perhaps, if as you have mentioned, that there are laws that are being put in place, if those laws then come into place. They might need to be challenged in the um, in the cost of in the in the cost of the land, so that rights are actually are declared to be sanctified and to be to be proper, and uh, that what people are doing does not in any way violate the law. There are actually legalities around that that are protected by the constitution. Mm, okay, that's 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 insightful. Let's dive deeper into the protests. So on the thirty first of July, like you mentioned, Fadzai Mahere and Titi Dangarembwa, who's a an award award winning author, 
and a few friends of theirs and I guess some other people. But let's just talk about this group. They took to the streets and they protested and they were wearing their masks. They were observing the COVID laws. They weren't trying to be destructive or anything. And then they got arrested. And you were involved in ensuring that they got bail and basically represented them in the court. Can you please just let us in on how and what happened last week? Okay, so last week on Friday, the day that the protests were supposed to take place, the government then went on to place in measures. Uh, the police and the military was deployed uh, quite heavily uh, across the country, and in particular in Harare and in uh, Bliweyo. So what then happened is uh, some pockets or some groups or individuals decided to, to do individual protests in the suburbs or in the locations that they stay. Uh, in particular, these, uh, we call them the Group of Seven, Advocate Fazai Mahere, uh, quite a prominent advocate mm-hmm. and the spokesperson for the opposition party, the Movement for Democratic Change Alliance, uh, together with um, other young people, Nyasham Sendu, Simon Drury, Jessica Drury, Tsinotenda Muswe, they took to the streets yeah, and... Um, as you have rightly pointed out, observing all COVID regulations, your social distancing, wearing masks, with posters that had simple messages like safe babies. Uh, if you know, just last week at Harare Hospital, only out of the 10 babies that were delivered there, only one made it. Nine. One made it out. The rest yes. passed away. Yes, yeah. The rest passed yeah. away. So that was one of the messages safe babies, not violence. Um, mm. let's stop corruption. That were the messages on yeah. the posters. And after just a few minutes, they left and went into a coffee shop and they were having coffee. Whilst having coffee, uh, the police then pounced on them and they were subsequently oh. arrested. For, for what really, only God knows, your guess is as good as mine, why they were then arrested. Of course, mm. they were charged with... Um, inciting public violence and not observing social social rules. And so the other side of mm. town in Borodel, there is Tsitsi uh, who also with her friend, uh, Miss uh, Jesse um, Ban. They also decided to take onto the streets with posters, uh, just the two of them. And after a few minutes, about 10 to 15 minutes, the police pounced on them again, and they arrested them. Their posters were quite simple and clear as well. Free Hopo Chingono, no to violence, no to corruption. We deserve better lives in the country. They were arrested mm. for inciting violence. Mm. And uh, if you would really check, these uh, protesters, a, a good number of them were actually women who were on the forefront of, of these protests. Yeah, it's it's very interesting that you that you highlighted that because I was about to say um, we are currently in August, which is known as Women's Month in South Africa, and if we date back to the reason why this month is called Women Month and why it's celebrated, it's it also just dates back to 1956 when about 20,000 women marched to the union buildings in South Africa because they were marching against the laws that were surrounding black people walking around with passes and upon them marching those laws weren't passed and then they presented a petition and everything like they basically 
made it for black people to walk around without having to, you know, to show a pass or some form of identity. So I guess from history, we can see that there is a trend of women. There's a trend where we observe that women do take these leadership roles and they assume the the responsibility of of being the liberators for their different communities and um, societies, just like what's happening with the women that you've mentioned, the prominent women in Zimbabwe right now. I also want to highlight that there's also the MDC trio that basically in as much as we can talk about these women that we know of because of their popularity or yeah, because of their popularity, there are other women in Zimbabwe and around the world that are just also taking the role and assuming the responsibility of being liberators in their community. From a man's perspective, and I guess from a from a person who's seeing it in the forefront, what types of character traits are you observing in these women that are making history? Yes, the, the main thing really has been that you will find that the women dating from time immemorial have always taken up quite a critical role in terms of shaping up how the society turns out to be. And this is not any different from the current situation we are witnessing here in Zimbabwe, where women have also taken up quite critical roles at critical stages in our lifetime. And amongst these would be, of course, the events that we have witnessed in the past few weeks. And these are not the only women who have been doing quite a lot in this country. You would recall there is a young lady called Namatai Kwekweza, who was just, she's just 21 years old, who has been uh, staging some solo protests regarding the constitutional amendments. We we have three ladies here in Zimbabwe were recently abducted, and after that they were then arrested, even though they had been abducted. Your Joanna Mamombe, Metsai mm. Maro, and Cecilia Chimbiri. So women. And then they also said they also said to have lied about being abducted, and then they got arrested again. Precisely, precisely, and just on Friday is uh, this was happening they were actually in court and from court they were then abused at the hands of the security apparatus in the country something which is quite unfortunate Mm. which is quite unfortunate Mm. in a country that should be uh, democratic where the right to security of citizens should of paramount importance so so you would you would find that happening but what's 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 most critical as we have highlighted is that we have got women that are at the forefront of highlighting the current ills in our society. And uh, that role is quite critical because you would find that most of these ills affect women most in our society. Mm, And you then find that leadership role actually coming out of them because they do understand, not to say men do not understand, but because of the impact it has on women, you would then understand the leadership mm. role that they are actually taking and uh, going to the uh, core of things, to the center of things, saying that we need better because this is impacting women, this is impacting the girl child in, in effect. Yes. 
that's 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 important they do affect women more i i understand and why would you say it's important for any woman in any space to let their voice be heard and to basically be courageous enough to take such bold steps it might not be in a political situation or standing up to a government but why why would you say as a young woman or even just an old woman why is it important for us to let our voices be heard it is important for the women voice to be heard because uh, when you when you look at our history women have been oppressed for for quite a long time and a society mm. that has empowered women a society that has women in their rightful uh, position and when I say rightful position, I don't mean it in a derogatory manner that I, mm. I mean rightful position as in an empowered position, a position also of authority and of uh, a position of power, a position of equality. You find that those societies prosper more because women basically become the bedrock of a society. They are the ones who who raise the society, for society to be what it is, is because of women. So if women start speaking out more, you would find that our societies um, can transform from what they are currently. If we empower women and we, we take them out of the poverty that they're currently experiencing, which impacts them more, we actually serve a nation. Mm and we create much mm. stronger nations and much stronger institutions. I would take an example mm. of a country like Finland, where we have got female mm. leaders leading throughout. Uh, look at the progression mm. that is actually taking place in those countries. So we cannot emphasize it more that women actually take leadership roles. Women, the moment they are empowered, our society transforms. They are not inferior human beings. They are mm. equal human beings to men, and we need mm. that to be known. Mm. That is true. That is true. And the, the empowerment of women, like I mentioned before, requires the inclusion of men. So if we have men understanding and hearing it from another man that women are not your inferior, they are not there to be kicked around, they are not just meant to be in the kitchen, etc. They are meant to be heard, their voices. And it's unfortunate, like you mentioned, that when women stand up, they will face certain things like sexual abuse. But I just want to encourage the women that are listening to this to just continue speaking, to apply pressure and to not let their guard down. Because the the I guess in making history and in creating the future that we want for the generations to come, our voices need to be heard and it's dependent on that. So thank you for being on our podcast. Do you, do you have any parting words? And thank you for being at the forefront um, on that other side and taking time to speak to us as well. Do you have any parting words that you have just to leave our listeners with a bit of inspiration, I guess, encouragement? These are tough times and, you know, we need all the help we can get here. Indeed, indeed. I I cannot see any better passing remark um, uh, than the common slogan, Watindim Fas, Watindim Bokodo. Women are the bedrock, they are the strength, they are the cornerstone of our societies. Let's not look down upon women. Let our women mm. speak out the voices be heard and let us not give up 
on fighting for what is right. Let us not give up on uh, progressing as a society in actually trying to see us get to the other end. That will be my parting shot, Miss Kuzain. Thank you so much for having me on the show.